And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says on the tin, bling, bling, it is best film ever. My name's Ian, and I'm joined once again today by friend of the podcast and a semi-regular contributor at this point. We're joined by the Yeetmeister Yeet. Give it a big what up for everybody out there. Sup? There again <laughs> sup again indeed i'll tell you what the the uh the episode on uh dungeons and dragons doing okay numbers wise quite happy with it actually so um clearly yeet equals ratings is what i've discovered and so we, we have brought you back here today to talk about a film that's making that's making a lot of bank and that's the super mario brothers movie which you saw today if memory serves Last night. Last night. All right. <laughs> Both times I've led with a fact that's been <laughs> wrong instantly. You saw it last night. I saw it all the way back on Wednesday. So there we uh, have it. But I think it only launched in the States on Friday. Is that right? It launched on Wednesday for us as well. Well, there we go. There's two facts I got wrong in about two minutes. That's okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So it launched uh, in the UK on Wednesday. So I went and saw it. Launched for you guys on Wednesday. You saw it just now. So if you're new to the theater skip it format, let me walk people through what we are going to do over the next little bit. Yeet and I are going to break things down in a spoiler free environment. I'll say it again a spoiler free environment. And we are going to tell you what we think without revealing any major plot points in this film, uh, at which point then we will tell you at the end of that to see it or skip it based on you know our personal opinion. And then you'll hear something that sounds similar to this. And by similar, I mean you will hear exactly that sound effect, followed by an impression of a fairly obscure Blur song, at which point then we will go into spoiler country and we will tell you, um, basically we'll give you a spoiler filled review at that point. But lots of warning. You're not going to stumble into it. So if you're on the fence about whether to see Super Mario Brothers, if you are not sure if your cinema dollars are in another castle or not, listen to what we have to say. Take on board the advice we give adhere to it or completely ignore it it's up to you but then you can hit pause go see the film come back and then there's a spoiler filled review waiting for you conversely if you've already seen it just feel free to listen to both parts or if you look at the timestamps on the show notes you can go ahead and you can move forward right ahead to the spoiler filled review if that so fits your particular bend at this time so we are going to go ahead now and start the spoiler-free review of the Super Mario Brothers movie. And it starts with this yeet. I mean, I'm a gentleman. I got no problem with, with, with saying my age. I'm 43 years of age. So I was right in the sweet spot when the NES came out and Super Mario Brothers 1 hits the Nintendo Entertainment System. I'm about five. I probably don't get my first Nintendo. My dad gave it to me probably until I was 10. Like I was pretty late in the game. It might even be 11. Like, I was pretty late in the game because we moved from England. Uh, but the Super Nintendo, Mario has been a part of my life relatively growing up. Um, and so that was my experience. What's your experience been with uh, Japan's favorite mustachioed plumber? 
Um, also around the same time, about nine or ten ish, maybe even earlier. I got a Nintendo sixty four. I'm about how old am I now? I'm twenty five now. <laughs> so <laughs> even then, it's been a part of me and my siblings um, growing up. So that N64, I'll tell you what, I could not manufacture that Super Mario 64. I jumped off so many sides of ledges and stuff. It was insane. I could not make the move from side scroller to 360 degree uh, platform gaming. That was just not in it. So I never even came close to finishing Super Mario 64 because uh, I just fell off the edge too many times. I understand that. Well, we never finished it because, well, kids and their attention spans, you already know. Indeed. Indeed, I do. I teach for a living. I know more than well enough that issue. So, uh, yeah, um, I was looking forward to this film when it came out. I'd argue as far as the British cinema industry, which I've talked about previously. Go check out Yeet and I talking about Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. That was out. uh, I dropped that last Friday on the same feed as you're listening to this through. Um, and so the level of hype I talked about that was almost non-existent. There was hype for this. There was definitely hype for this. So the question then becomes, what do you do with, uh, what do you do with sort of where was the hype level for Super Mario Brothers, where you were versus, I guess, as I said previously, Dungeons and Dragons. So for, for me, uh, Super Mario Brothers was... Um, it was there. It was present. It wasn't um, overbearing in any capacity, but but I could tell there was a film coming out. What was it like living in the States? Was it, was it a little bit more volume turned up, or what was going on there? Oh, yeah. The advertisements for it were everywhere, whether it was, whether it was like clips on my Twitter feed or kind of see it pop up on um, TVs when you're at, like, at a restaurant or something. Um, it was just everywhere. Everyone was talking about this movie. Okay. A uh, lot of controversy going in the movie, uh, specifically about the voice casting. Um, Chris Pratt as Mario um, lets it go and all that stuff. Um, John Leguizamo made a lot of noise about wanting. Uh, he felt that should be um, given to an actor of Latin descent. Um, I don't exactly know where to sit with that. Um, outside of the fact that whatever they paid Chris Pratt for the movie, I mean, you couldn't tell it was him. So I don't know what the point of that was, but such is. Uh, I don't know. I I could. Could you make about all I gotta say is I was. I I'm not entirely a fan of his work in this one. I'm going to be honest. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt going into it. Like it's Chris Pratt. Like, you know, maybe he'll do all right. Maybe they'll, they'll take it somewhere. All right. And that was, it was pretty weak in my opinion. Well, Chris Pratt's voice acting. Yes. Okay. Um, rest of the cast. I feel like I probably should bring this up here. Uh, movie, not box office, just the movie, please. You can tell I've been looking up a variety of things. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy as Princess Preach, uh, Jack Black as Bowser. Another one where I felt I don't know if I need my Bowser to be Jack Black, which is which is really the way it was. It wasn't Jack Black playing Bowser; it was Bowser playing Jack Black. Uh, Charlie Day as Luigi. Another one where I'm like, it didn't matter who it was, um, really in that regard. Um, mm. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Keegan Michael Key as Toad. That's your main cast. Uh, the voice talent was fine. 
Um, I'm not going to go any further than that. They're just fine. If I had to name an MVP of a lot, probably Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, I thought was very good. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, maybe a silver medal. Um, Oh, I didn't mention, uh, what's his name, who plays uh, Cranky Kong? Uh, Fred Armisen, that would be it. So that was the... uh, the voice cast, they, they caused me no problems, but I think that's indicative of the film overall. Where was your excitement level for this coming in? Honestly, I was, I was really hyped for this movie. As soon as I heard uh, that it was coming out, that it was a thing, seeing the first trailer, um, especially, had me excited, like, yes, like this, this looks like it could be fun. It could be, I don't know, something that to be like a giant passion project, even if it was a illumination that made the, made the movie because well, minions and life of pets and all that aside, their catalog is pretty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, my interest level was really quite low until we got close to it. I went, okay, now I'm actually surprisingly getting amped up for it. Um, I don't know why it was, I guess Nintendo and these characters have a special place in heart. I was hoping, I was hoping, best case scenario, I thought this might be like the Lego movie where it plays to a children's audience but also plays to an adult audience. It kind of knows what it is. It takes a few meta jokes. That was my best case scenario. Um, I went and saw this in the cinema uh 11 o'clock on a wednesday but we're all on easter break so just fill in saturday i guess here and the cinema i was in was probably about 60 percent under the age of 12 that was my experience what was your experience like pretty similar mostly a bunch of kids who uh obviously had to say something at different points in the film so pretty typical for a kid's movie yeah i guess that was the thing that surprised me it's gonna sound really really weird i was surprised how kiddy this film was i was expected to play to a broader audience to go hey that audience who you know grew up with nintendo and might be in their 20s 30s or dare i say 40s um there's stuff in here for you and i didn't actually feel there was that much in there for that generation which was surprising because uh, I think these are characters that continue to sell based on nostalgia. And I thought mm-hmm. there would have been more. Um, it, it wouldn't have been so. I mean, it really was a kiddie movie, if I, if, if I may say so. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. The, the, everything, almost everything was pretty much focused on. This is primarily a kid's movie. I guess the only thing for the older audience is almost in every scene, whether it's like a line of dialogue or something in the background, there's like a little, little nod or wink to something, whether it's a poster for an older game or the little, I can't go into too much. No. I almost <laughs> lost myself, but there is some stuff that's there in the background. Um, that's kind of like a, you know, a little nudge to the older folks. Uh, let's talk about the animation itself. I thought the animation was top notch. I cannot fault that the characters looked, uh, like you took them right out of my video game and put them on the screen. Uh, as a result, that was really, really, really uh, interesting and uh, re- removed one barrier. Like if you think back to the previous Super Mario Brothers movie, Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, 
uh, rocking around with, you know, uh, King Koopa being basically Dennis Hopper with some turtle scales on him. You know, you, you fast forward to now. I mean, this looks this looks like we, the, the barriers are gone. You put me in the world of Super Mario. It's almost perfect. You know, I'm guessing that there was a lot of help from the studio itself to help make everything appear as perfect as possible because this is the one of the best animated movies i've seen in a long time yeah visually 3d uh, animation i should say yeah visually you cannot fault this film it looks splendid i guess now's the time to start talking about some other elements um i will say that the story felt uh incredibly contrived felt like a way to showcase all the big nintendo properties one would be expecting to be showcased in the film without organic reason to use them correct did not feel properly paced no (laughs) um yet it's surprising there were little nods occasionally for us a wink and a nod and i appreciated those and they made me smile but those were so few and far between like i said i was hoping for something more akin to the lego movie where i think it was it felt a bit more present um I think if you want animated sequences backed by fairly recent popular pop songs, yeah, this is about as paint by numbers as it gets for Illumination Studios. It's yeah, here 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 we go. Here's a here's some IP that we know you're invested in. Here's some songs that are hits on the radio right now. Uh, that's what you guys want. That's a movie, right? And it. I don't think at any point it sounds stupid, maybe with a kids movie, but I think it, or maybe not. You know what? You know, in a world where Pixar is pre- is presenting, you know, high art, uh, when you have something like this, I think it, it it's it's quite jarring in how discordant it is with that top level stuff. So that was yeah. me, yeah, yeah. Especially given the moments where you have some stuff for, for that was composed for the score of this movie that their use of licensed music in this was particularly jarring, as you said, because there's moments where there's like the orchestra that was made specifically for certain scenes. Then that makes everything, you know, feel a lot more, you have to feel a lot more kind of immersed in what's going on, despite the lackluster story. I agree. Like, like if you consider the, the, the score available to this, from the Mario, from the Donkey Kong sort of franchises available to you, the the dependency on licensed music rather than on the music that we've grown up with, like it was, it was such an easy win. I, I don't get it. It's like they put this in the hands of someone who doesn't go, who didn't go, who didn't grow up with the, with the games, and therefore doesn't know how big that would be in and of itself. So, yeah. Um, story-wise, I'm going to really try and do this without going into spoiler country. Um, representation of women was very strong. Princess Peach was not a damsel in distress. She was a character of her own agency until she wasn't. Um, but early on, the movie lets us know that she is strong and powerful. Um, 
Hmm. 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 Where I'm going to go with this? Yeah, it's kind of hard to talk about other elements without getting to spoilers. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go back to Jack Black. I'm not sure this this film had a villain. Because at many points, I'm kind of like, oh, Jack Black's reason for doing all this stuff feels almost relatable. Like, I almost pulled from And then part of that's the Nintendo kitty thing that we can't hate, hate, hate the guy. But when you think about what he's, you know, he it's really basic. He just needs to be the archetypal Nintendo villain. I want to destroy everything. And they kind of muddy it up a little bit. Yeah. I guess because trying to continue on with a sympathetic villain, I guess. I guess is the only thing I can picture. I mean, he was clearly Jack Black was having a fantastic time (laughs) voicing Bowser. That was very apparent. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You can't really bug him on that one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm just. I don't know where this started to miss the mark is that they thought the the characters were enough or the or the animation was enough or the world they put us in was enough um i'm not entirely sure it was a 90 minute film that spends um oh it's really hard to do this 90 minute film that that um just kind of breezes by situations without event or consequence like it feels like no matter what happened it was always gonna get back to this one location regardless and that nothing that was done mattered whatsoever so yeah there's that i mean i can't blame it on i can't blame it on the voice acting i can't really it's gonna come down to the story and and the script and the fact that this was allowed to come out the way it, it it was and uh, I'm just looking it up here. Written by Math- Matthew Fogel. Sorry, Matthew Fogel. Um, one feeling it. One feeling it. Uh, I think it took about five minutes to write the story, and I think it shows. Hundred million for its uh, production budget. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's, it's going to make all the money, which is the weird thing. Like its box office is currently. I mean, jeez, three hundred seventy-seven point six million dollars. Like people were willing to go out and see it the first time. Now, will they trick people to see in the second time? I don't. I think we can guarantee there's going to be a sequel, based on the numbers we're seeing in front of us right now. Um, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I suppose that speaks to the original um, interest and the um, the the job done by um, you know the good peeps at um, Illumination to try and make sort of talk me in, into the movie. But I'm not sure. <laughs> Obviously, I think it's an indicator of of the quality. It'd be really interesting to see what what Weekend Two is compared to Weekend One. Does it continue a traditional um, staggered drop, or is it? Or does it go into freefall? If it goes into freefall, the suggestion would be the voice of sort of word of mouth carries some weight. If it doesn't, it suggests the opposite. I mean, this movie feels like it's location proof. Um, that it should be successful regardless of where you end up. Uh, I'm just taking right. a look now and seeing if my box office mojo is updated. It still is not. That's unfortunate because I think this will play just as well anywhere around the world. Uh, it's an animated movie. It's really easy. You just dub the voices, isn't it? 
So mm-hmm. in you go. So I think Nintendo and the power of that brand uh, of creating the universe. I think this is an opportunity that they've lost, or at least they've hampered significantly as a result of um, a weak film. I walked out of it feeling really quite uh, <laughs> disappointed. Here's a spoiler for what I'm going to say in a couple of minutes, but regardless. Um, I, I thought there was an opportunity here to do something. Again, my my gold standard was Lego Movie. Can you make something that's sort of self-aware? Can you make something that uh, knows what it is and kind of gives a few more winks to it? Instead, you gave me the lowest hanging of fruit in the Super Mario Brothers movie. You gave me, hey, you saw that thing we do? Here, let us show us that thing we do. Uh, here's this other product, this other idea that you're familiar with. I'm going to put this in the film right here. So I think, you know, my favorite character probably was Bowser for, like you said, I think Jack Black had a great time playing that character, and and, and why wouldn't he? It was, uh, like it was a heck of a lot of fun to do. But, uh, yeah, I don't, know about any, I don't know about anybody else in this film. I was just irritated by so many characters. I guess the only other person who really had a good time as well was the oh, who voiced him. It was the. Oh. I thought Toad was good. Toad was good. Keegan Michael Key. I thought he was good. Kari Payton, the Penguin King. Oh, he Penguin also King was good. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I felt like I saw intertextuality or, or, or inte- attempts to sort of reference to the films within this film. Uh, the opening sequence, there was a fair bit of Star Wars in there, uh, but just didn't, uh, I don't know, just didn't make me want to stick around, uh, didn't make me want to care, which is should be really easy. It's Super Mario, for crying out loud. Yeah, it's something that everyone around the world would know. Yeah, like it was such storytelling shorthand, like... I don't need to know really much behind anything. I think there's some 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 key issues, which I guess we can talk about. But, eh. um, yeah, yeah. So I think it's about that time where we go <laughs> see it or skip it. No, uh, no surprise here. I'll lead this time because I think mine's pretty obvious. I'm saying you can skip this. You can skip this with all the skippiest skipping rope and skippy peanut butter that you've got at your disposal. Skip, skip, skip it. That's my verdict. What are you feeling? You- Honestly, you wouldn't be missing out on much if you do skip it. And if you were to see it, yeah, I doubt you'd go and see it again. So I'm definitely giving it a skip it. Yeah, we are. So it's two skip it's not really what I was uh, hoping for when I went and saw it at the theater. I don't think anybody is when they spend that sort of money. But uh, two skip it's and we'll get into the specifics behind the skip it's once we get past the spoiler wall in two seconds. So Yeet will try this again. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. Hey, well done on that one. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. As the song says, he lives in a house in a very big house. Spoiler country. country. There we are. Well done. Um, Okay, so issues. Issues like tissues with this film. Let me go number one. Princess Peach does not need Mario's help. 
No. No. Like, Princess Peach is a strong, empowered woman who doesn't need his help. She leads her people. Mario stops by with his cockamamie gotta save my brother plot that they've sort of put in the middle of it. Uh, they do this. Like, like keep in mind, she's supposed to be rushing out to try and make a deal with the Kongs, and they have a whole day they stick around and waste on this obstacle course, which Mario never succeeds at, and Princess does on the first time she tried it, we're told. She does not need Mario. Yet for the rest of the movie, what happens? Mario takes the lead, and she's in the back. Not, not to mention, she said that if he can get it, he'll go does this yep. making the assumption That's that the he deal. just he gets one he gets one go at it yeah but he takes a whole day and he a whole there's day. no point to it then then why why state such a minor stake like <sighs> yeah you know I'll, I'll, I'll power to peach for being able to do what she can but there he he didn't need to be there he didn't need to do anything yeah, I fully agree. Um, I don't know where to go with this in the sense that we have the plot kind of lingers around Peach is going to go to the Kongs to try and get their army, which is only able to occur once Mario beats Donkey Kong in one-on-one battle, which he kind of flukes his way to. And all this is building up to the idea that we just need a Super Mario Kart sequence in the middle of our Super Mario Brothers movie. That's all it's there for. And we get a glorified commercial for uh, Super Mario Kart. And I love Super Mario Kart, but it didn't make a dang lick of sense in this movie that we had to stop while they designed their go-karts. That's, I don't know, that's, that's my thought anyway. I mean, I was just so throwing my hands up in the air like yeah you can show me rainbow road it means nothing because you've you've just made it it's not even an obstacle it's just a way to integrate oh look we have to make go-karts and go on rainbow road oh do we yes we do and that was the oh that's the second act of the movie which was totally uh, the whole second act of the movie not necessary at all no I, I just felt really pandered to that whole thing. Yep. Um, because Luigi, so in essence, it's the idea of Mario and Luigi both get sucked through this warp pipe, and they make this promise that as long as they're together, nothing bad can ever happen to them. Just before they get sucked apart, and that's our sort of plot line for the movie. And Luigi gets sucked into Bowser's kingdom. But Mario gets sucked into the uh, the Mushroom Kingdom. And joke, 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 Mario hates mushrooms. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to hold my sides here from, from laughing so much. Uh, they're both losers where they come from, and this is their chance to be bigger um, men. Um, yeah, I just... Oh... It's weird because there are moments at the start, especially when they're running through the neighborhood to go to their first plumbing job and it turns into like a side scroller. I was like, oh, this movie gets what it is. This is funny. I quite like this. 
And then it just goes down every bad animated movie cliche number six. Like Luigi gets into a fight with the dog on the job. And that's what causes the plumbing job to go awry in a way that if you've seen Paddington, you know, you know, the it's just, it's just, oh no, the water gets taken out to ridiculous lengths. Oh, they've ruined everything just when they thought it was going to be okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, the, the the Easter eggs that were there, they were cute and all. You know, I appreciate there was a Jumpman console at the pizzeria they frequent, but it wasn't, and it was like Shrek 2 if you had all the Easter eggs, but none of the story. Because hmm. I love the Easter eggs in Shrek 2, but they mean nothing if you don't have a story to back it up. And somewhere along the way in modern culture, we've decided Easter eggs are enough that you don't need you don't need a story to go behind it as long as you can go, here's 105 things you missed in Super Mario Brothers, the movie. But that makes up for storytelling. And it's not. It's not another version of storytelling. It's a bonus on what was supposed to be a good film. And it wasn't a good film. No. Um, I don't know. Am I, am I being too hard? Are there any, are there any redeeming features of this film? I mean, aside from, like I said, the original scores that come up in the animation, I it, it's very hard to think about it because the plot just goes along at what feels like a breakneck pace. It's only a 90-minute film, so they cover what on paper sounds like quite a bit, but you're sitting there, I think, is that it? Yeah, I mean, the, the Guardian here in the UK is giving it one star out of five. And if I may just quote from it, um yada 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 they talk about the, about the musical sort of legacy to it but finishes with the super mario brothers movie is a frantic easter egg hunt of a film that does the bare minimum to please its loyal existing fan base those less enthralled by the antics of the mustachioed italian plumber will wonder which of the donkey kong's weaponized barrels this joyless noisy mess was scraped from and that's fairly accurate yeah just yeah, I, I I just don't. But the problem is, we know there's going to be a sequel. It's going to. It's making too much money. And the IMDb is somehow 7.4. People are not willing to admit this is a bad film. I think that is just a lot of rose-tinted goggles. Maybe it's also the idea that Super Mar- IMDb lets you vote before the film's released. Maybe it's that, and people were voting early on their hope or their reaction to trailers or on the reaction to posters and things like that. And uh, maybe it's that. I don't know. But uh, 54% makes me go, you know, that feels at least 20% high as it is. I mean, <laughs> I just came out going, I, who's saying this is a good movie? How are more than half of the people going to see this? Half of the critics going to see this saying this is a good film. It's not a good film. It's a terrible film. I think anyway. Uh, I I don't really have anything to really disagree in, on you with. <laughs> I'm just looking. Was, Go ahead. Like the, the two movies I was excited to see was, was both this one and the Dungeons and Dragons movie. And after having such such a satisfactory experience as you probably hear from the last release uh, from the movie, I was going to this thinking maybe two for two, you know, but I was so disappointed. Yeah, I'd agree with that. 
I'd agree with that. Um, it also finishes with my least favorite of video game tropes or just tropes in movies in general, where you go to a superficial, uh, sorry, a superficial, a super uh, natural world, a world where, where it's vastly different from ours. And then somehow by mistake, you bring them back through the porthole back to the regular world. And you have to fight them amongst the regular sort of people, in this case of Brooklyn. And, you know, there's a requisite bully who bullied the Mario brothers, and Mario's dad doesn't get on with Mario, never does his brother. Um, And as a result, that guy's voice is the original Mario, I believe, so at least there's that going for it. Um, Yeah, it's just... It's that lazy trope of, oh, you guys are, wow, you guys really are special. And then, you know, off they kind of, they earn the respect of those who didn't have it before. But uh, again, the princess is the super empowered character until we don't want her to be anymore. And she just kind of hides off to the side while Mario and Luigi save the day. Uh, It's, it's unfortunate. It's really, really unfortunate. Um... Yeah, Princess Peach was played by, oh, do I still have her name up here? I don't know if I do. Anya Taylor-Joy. There we are. Um, You know, she was all right. She didn't do, she didn't do a horrible job. No, I mean, I don't think, I, I think any of the voice talent did a bad job. Um, Some are better than others, but that's mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, Were there bits where I laughed? Yes, there were. I cannot deny that. Were there bits where there was an Easter egg that made me chuckle and I went, hey, I feel like there, hey, is lovely musical nod there or is the thing there? Yeah, absolutely there were. There really, really were. But overall, the overarching story um, basically told me that this wasn't for me and it shut me out. And as a result, will kids like it? Probably because it's the characters they like, you know, looking scared in all the right places and then looking happy in all the right places to go, hey, the movie was a success. Yay. Um, but I, it's a, it felt like it was a franchise they had on their hands that, you know, they'll get a second film out of, but I think the the numbers will be far less than the second one, uh, you know, unless they get a crazy good writing team on it. I don't know where you go from here outside of that. Um, hopefully I would say hope they learn from it, but it makes all the money. So who knows if they'll bother to learn from it. It is what it is, and Chris Pratt's got another franchise underneath his belt. I don't wish him any ill will. Um, I didn't really get the big deal about, you know, an Italian plumber created by a Japanese video game corporation. I didn't really get the, the big deal about making sure that it was uh, perfect in, in any capacity. But, uh, yeah, I got no issue with it being... But the sad part is, I mean, I didn't recognize it was him. So... What are you spending all that money for? Is it just so you can put his name on the poster? It might be so you can put his name on the poster and on Jimmy Fallon and on all those things. But uh, as far as, like, we want people to be able to hear that it's Chris Pratt, I don't think you can. I just don't. So that's no, no, I I was able to hear a little bit. For that, that you can recognize. Like, I obviously recognize Charlie Day as Luigi, which you honestly, did. I didn't think that, that one was all right. 
Yeah, I mean, the only one I really could tell massively was uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Yeah. Seth Rogen always sounds like Seth Rogen, which, again, this giant beast of Donkey Kong, it felt kind of a little bit underwhelming with, you know, typical stoner slacker Seth Rogen doing the voice. I kind of could have done was maybe a little bit bigger in, uh, and in stature. And the laugh, yeah. <laughs> that super Canadian stoner laugh of his, such as. So, uh I really don't have. I'd like to have more to say, but the movie didn't didn't do much more. The movie really was the the least amount of effort possible to get from point A to point B. So I don't have much more beyond that. Uh, I appreciate that Mario was playing a proper eight bit Nintendo in his room. That was a cool little Easter egg. But you know what? If you want to watch a movie that does this better, go watch Wreck It Ralph. Like way better. If you want video games sort of Easter eggs and like, but like a more organic way of making a story work, Wreck-It Ralph's your best case version of this time's a million. 100%. Bowser's even in that one too. So you get your Bowser fill either way. Yes, he was in that one. So go go check out Bowser in Wreck-It Ralph 1. I've never seen Wreck-It Ralph 2. I should get around to that. It's been a while since I've seen that one. I think it was fairly all right. It had some pretty good themes. Wreck-It Ralph That's- 1 makes me cry, dude, in the best way possible. It makes me weep. Um, You know, I'm bad and that's good, but, you know, there's no one else I'd rather be. I'm like, wow, that's a really sophisticated message to give to a kid's movie, a video game movie, talking about belonging, talking about self-love, talking about self-worth. How'd this get into my Disney movie? Where's this been? I'm not a Disney apologist by any means, but man, it felt like illumination much like the plan was by the, uh, the princess and by Mario and the, and the Kongs. It felt like this movie took a massive shortcut. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's really about, it. I don't want to belabor anything too much. I mean, by stretching it out, is there anything else that you want to say that we haven't said yet? The motivation for Bowser doing everything out of supposed <laughs> love for peach. Yeah, let me get the star, because then Peach will love me because I have the star. Is it is it that, that if she doesn't love me, then I can destroy the Mushroom Kingdom? That's why the star is necessary? But the star wouldn't even be necessary to begin with, because clearly he can yeah. destroy himself on his own with his floating kingdom. So I don't... There's not really much a purpose to the star itself aside having it there at the very end, of course, for Mario to use. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I, I don't get it. This whole, like, I love Peach thing, I guess it explains why he keeps coming after her all these years, but this is a Nintendo movie that both wanted to pay attention to the lore of previous Mario games and subsequently also ignore the lore of all the previous Mario games. So, what's your favorite Mario game? Ooh, ooh, that is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. um, I think a really fun one that I think I enjoyed the most that I can remember was Super Mario Sunshine on the GameCube. I <laughs> played it a lot with my cousin um, when we were younger. It was, I don't know, it felt very different. We're going to age ourselves here uh, because mine is Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. Uh, probably the most complete game I've ever played as far as that style of game goes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I'm going Mario Kart game, I mean, I'll give an honorable mention to Mario Kart Wii because I felt that was uh, I felt that was really really fun. Uh, it's yeah. one of those few times, uh, not few times, but something that Mario name means. Here's the sad part in video games: that Mario design means game quality, and it's a shame it doesn't mean film quality. <laughs> <laughs> Um, even the Donkey Kong games, which originated on the Super Nintendo, I don't know if they made much of a be. My sort of gaming ends with, for the most part, the Super Nintendo. I, I got some games for the Super, for the N64, but that was just kind of a passing. I like Mario Kart 64. That was about it. Um, but, uh, I did enjoy Mario Kart Wii and even the Super Mario Maker, I think it was called, or Super Mario Brothers Wii or whatever it was. Uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, that was the thing. These things were fun, and the, and the movie wasn't fun. And the movie didn't have quality. Oh, I just thought it was going to be more of a cash grab, and this was clearly a cash grab, and it's going to grab all the cash. So I guess what well, well, well done to them. Well, I guess this kind of begs the question of what what did people expect from a Mar movie? Like, what could we have thought would have been a decent mm. plot for this? You know, because there isn't a lot of story elements themselves to Mario, aside from you know when they used to have a little. Oh. You know, pamphlets that came with the game to tell you a little bit of the background of everything, but Bowser wants to take over the Mushroom Kingdom. That's fine. Um, Mario needs to help. By that, there needs to be a need for Mario to help. So what's the thing that Mario can do that no one else can do? It doesn't have to be a Peach's Week, but what's the thing that Mario has? Can he jump higher than anybody else? And that gives it them something that they can maybe do. Is there something on Mario's craft that's coming in that's kind of like Star Wars? And, you know, if you hit this one spot, everything falls apart. But they've never thought about patching it because nobody else can do it that high. But Mario can do it if he gets, you know, a mushroom and a star makes the right jump at the right moment. There's your... There's your sort of uh, basic story where you can see how it's going to win, and then you can work in your uh, your obstacles from there. Um, because I don't think it's yeah, I think simple's better. I think simple's way better. Um, I think this let's go meet the Kongs was just an excuse to go, let's show off more of our IP so we can go ahead and continue to sell it on whatever the next brand is for the next generation. Um. Yeah, that'd be me. I don't know if you have any thoughts on the subject. Well, they, yeah, they could have done what Sonic, the Sonic movies have been doing. I mean, first they show they showcase the the titular character Sonic, and with the second movie, they showcased a bunch of other characters in the IP. So they could have done that if they were going to go franchise it. You know, introduce Mario like the basic of Mario, Luigi, and. Peach, Bowser, just the core essentials. And as it goes on, could have introduced a different movie about the story for having Kongs in there for some reason, or you know how Toad gets put into the fold. I don't know. There's, 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 just wish more thought went into this because clearly a lot of the budget went towards the animation, yep. licensing. Yep. That's where the focus of the budgeting was. Really. Oh, I mean. I know why they didn't, but, you know, have Bowser kidnap the princess and then, you know, Mario has to go save the princess and because he, but he goes and saves her because that's where Luigi is as well. And then your two storylines work in tandem. 
and it's a Mario Toad story, or it can be, you know, Princess Peach's father. It can be an old toadstool who they have to go rescue instead. She can be part of the team. I, mean, I don't really care, but it just felt like waiting for Bowser to come to them. Oh, there's a uh, there's a thing about the first Star Wars movie, how it was saved in the edit. And the first Star Wars movie, um, well, I'm going to kind of go against what I was saying here. But the idea was they went, well, I guess I'm going to save it, yeah. They went and attacked the, um, the, the rebels go ahead and attack the Death Star with no threat from a Death Star. As a result, it made the Empire look like, sorry, made the rebels look like bullies. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily as far as this goes, but rather than have you wait for them to come to you, have them steal them and they have to go rescue something. That's just such an easier story to tell. You've, you've come and you've taken something that belongs to us. Not in the sense that a person belongs, but you should, you shouldn't kidnap people. Okay. And then you go ahead and you, and you spend your time rescuing that. And then as we go along, we can learn more about these, these characters. We can learn more about these villains. I mean, you know, come take the thing that's been kidnapped. It worked fine for Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know why it doesn't work okay here. And you don't even have to do much to, just to, let's say, let's say kidnap Peach, as you said, to do that and still not diminish her as a character. Yeah. Still, well, there's a bunch of universal stuff they showcase that could show, like, there is the star. You can kind of put that, smash in the kingdom and just kind of take her or a bit of subterfuge and somehow manage to feed her a small mushroom to kind of kidnap her that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It seems so strange. I mean, to but to 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 come down on a kids' movie for being too kiddie, but it really it really was. And I thought, how do you not know who your audience for this film is really? Yeah, there are a lot of kids. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of adults who go see it as well, who have positive memories and associations with the IP. And I think this burns you with them because you didn't put a little bit more thought into it than you than than you did. So such is um i'm not in any sort of rush for any sort of future i don't want to see a zelda movie uh i don't want to see a star fox movie i'm trying to think what else nintendo could could sort of license out um i don't want to see uh you know apparently they're already talking about who should play wario in the second one and i'm like oh geez because they're gonna make it they are gonna make it it's making too much money is the problem um where yeah, do they, they can't pass up something like that sorry what was that and yeah they can't pass up at something like that yeah um jack black's already saying he wants pedro pascal as wario in the second movie so yeah boy um so that is where we are are here so that's where we've left it were we wrong i don't know i mean you can get a hold of Hold of the pod here at best film ever pod. Go ahead. Let me know kind of what did you think? Did you see it? Were you different from from me? And I were you actually really impressed with the movie. Go ahead. Let me know. Tell me what I missed. Tell me what he missed. I don't think we did, but go ahead. I will gladly engage in a dialogue with you. I welcome it because um, maybe you'll point out something that I just missed, but I don't it's think so. It's possible. It is possible. Guardian went one out of five. Maybe it's just my cold British sentiment. I don't know. 
I mean, when everything kind of sped along, it's going to be very easy to miss something. Especially nothing's really remarkable to stick, you know? Agreed. I could have done about the fire spinny, you know, the, th- the, the, the sort of sticks of fire being just, no, they just, they, they don't burn you. They just hit you physically and knock you off. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's a facade. Is it cool? So, um, I think, uh, I feel like Mario felt at the end of that, um, obstacle course that Peach set up. I felt like I got knocked in the water and a surprise to find out none of it mattered anyway. So, yeah, such as that. So I guess it's time to put a bow on this super sunshiny, uh, review of super Mario brothers, the movie. Um, yeah. yep. So, uh, uh, come check us out at the best from over, whatever it is that we got up there. Uh, check out your most recent listings. I believe if this goes up, I think it'll go up to, tomorrow from when we're recording it. So if that's the case, then tomorrow you will hear us talk for way too long about Benny and June. Uh, and then the following week, the following week talk about video games i'll give the spoiler away here the following week we are releasing an episode on scott pilgrim versus the world so getting all our video games in one place that should be hopefully a better film than we saw here today but if you want to get involved on twitter we're at best film of her pod or if you want to get involved in the community uh join us for stuff like this just like yeet is uh patreon.com slash bfe we kept it simple for you so all that yes all that's left to do is uh is sign off here and say for best film ever i've been in i've been the e-meister And I'm sorry, Mario, it turns out your good movie was in another castle. We'll catch you on the flippity-flap. The flippity-flip-flop.